Okay, freaks, this is the guide to your psychopath. This podcast is not about me telling you how you're fucked up. I'm here to learn about your past and how it affects your decision making. I've been studying people for a long time now, but I've never asked them about how their mind goes through the process. I want to read your guide. I want to know how you think and feel. This will not be edited to take snippets out of context, but I believe everyone will benefit from hearing all of the conversation. Learning your guide will make it better for me to understand you. Welcome to the Guide to Your Psychopath. How you doing, Jacqueline? Hi, I'm doing great today. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so I'd like to start uh, by getting your story from the beginning. And by that, um, I'm going to ask you, do you know where your mom was born? Um, yes, she was born in Mexico City. In Mexico City? Mm-hmm. And where was your dad born? Um, also in Mexico City. Oh, in Mexico City. Yes. And were you born in the United States? Uh, yes, I was born here in California. Oh, what city? Um, up north in the Bay Area, so in San Jose. Oh, in San Jose? Yeah. Do you, uh, what is your earliest memory that you have? Um, sometimes I feel like I don't know if they're actual memories or because I go through like an old album, I start to remember. Oh, really? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I think that I remember that day, but I don't know if it's just because I, I see pictures and I'm like, oh, like this is what happened. But also my mom will like explain to me what happened that day kind of thing. Uh But, um, I think growing up, uh, my parents uh, celebrated my brother and I's birthday like every single year. So I think that was a traditional memory that I can remember. So you remember your birthdays when you were a young child? Yeah, I think especially my third birthday because it was like a small quinceanera almost. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so like in, I guess my parents as as a Mexican tradition, yeah. th- three-year-old like parties are our birthday parties are like a it's a little bit bigger like a little more of a dress and i don't know it's kind of a bigger event than other regular because birthdays. you can walk around and you can kind of appreciate what's going on uh-huh i think so yeah and you start recognizing family members and things like that yeah and are your parents are like uh traditional mexicans they work hard but they keep you safe and do all that stuff um, yeah, absolutely. I think um, when my parents first came to the U.S., they were, my dad more so was more traditional, but I think like over the years, I mean, they've been here in the United States for almost 30 years. I think they have developed new ways of thinking mm-hmm. as well as, you know, but my dad still has his own set down rules and you know things that just can't really change his mind but yeah. I know that he was um at least I feel like he's tried to change a little bit I think one of the first things I've noticed is that uh I mean my parents tell me stories all the time and so one of the things was my dad when he was in Mexico and got together with my mom um he was more of the type to not let her work because a woman in Mexico is supposed to do one thing, which is take care of the family and be at home kind of thing. Yeah. 
And so I remember that my parents told me that my dad was a little upset at my mom for even trying to finish education or, you know, getting a job. Uh-huh. But um, I, my mom just, uh, she's a very, I don't know how to explain it. She's she's very hardworking, but she's, I forget the word. How do you say it? Like Independent, strong-willed. Um, Yes, but she's like you can't change her mind, kind of thing. Sometimes a little stubborn. <laughs> a little stubborn. There we go. Yes. Get the word out. <laughs> so I mean, luckily she she did get to do that. So she finished some of her schooling in Mexico and actually became a nurse. But um, I know that when my dad used to tell me, he's like, "Yeah, like I didn't want her working." But I mean, now here, my dad when they moved here, they were like, "Oh, it's more of a." I, I have to work kind of thing to be stable enough to afford a family here. Yeah. So I think that's where things started changing. It was more like they had to when they came to the U.S. Nice, nice. Yeah. And so they had to change because of the different situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so your childhood, you remember your birthday parties, but do you remember like going to elementary school? Did you like elementary school at all? Um, I think so. I remember in uh, preschool, I actually, um, we only lived in San Jose up to when I was six. Mm-hmm. So we moved to Visalia here. After the fact, it, yeah. After the fact, yeah. So I remember, I think, kindergarten or preschool, I had two teachers. One was really nice and the other one wasn't so much. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember one being very, very nice to me. She felt like, like a second grandma to me, if that makes sense. Yes, it totally yeah. makes sense. She was very loving. She would just hug me whenever she can get a chance. Oh, nice. And the other yeah. one was a man or? Uh, no, it was actually another woman. But I don't know. Actually, my mom actually had some trouble with her. Ugh. She actually went to the office one time and kind of yelled at her because <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't let, um, I wasn't given permission to use a restroom, even though I was asking for it. Oh my god! And yeah, and I told my mom. I mean, I don't remember, but I guess I told my mom when I went home, and she drove right back to the school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a horrible time when teachers think they can just bully the ki- the kids around. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And my mom. Uh, well, you know, when it comes to mama bear, she's oh. very like that. Yes. She's like, oh, you did what? No. <laughs> yeah. So. Did you have a lot of friends when you were in, uh, younger? Um, I don't remember a lot of, of course, about preschool. But uh, I think that. But like later on in. The most, uh-huh, the most I remember was probably like fourth grade. Mm. When I had uh, two really close friends, yeah, like my childhood best friend and then my other friend that I kind of talk to even now, but, you know, it's not the same, yeah. of course. Yeah. yeah. Kind of drift apart a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We went to different high schools, so that kind of was the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, did your parents ever let you go outside to play? Did they let you go to... Like your friend's house? Did they do any of that stuff? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I think so. I think when we first moved here to Visalia, I was, I, I think I was too young for that. But we then had to move because of, uh, because my parents lost a home that 
they had begun to purchase. Yeah. So we moved to like these duplexes and those duplexes came in like almost like in sets of four. Yeah. And so our neighbors were really, really close to us. And um, I remember I made a friend because <laughs> she lived right behind us. Um, and we ended up finding out that we went to the same school. Yeah. So then we would give her like rides like every single day because she walked to school. Mm-hmm. And then we became really, really close. And you guys would hang out and, yeah, we would go outside, play with bikes and scooters and all that good stuff. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty I nice. love being outside. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Nowadays, I don't really see kids outside, no, unfortunately. Unfortunately, no. That's, not, that, that's yeah. not the way things are anymore, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so <clears throat> you get through elementary school and you start going into uh, junior high or middle school. Mm-hmm. And uh, how did you like that? Middle school? Um, I remember it being really different because um, the elementary school, you know, of course, you only go from one, you stay in one class and one class only, and switching to seven different classes and having to walk in between them and changing. It was really different. Yeah. Um, I feel like middle school was. Um, I don't even know. It was good and bad. I felt like it put me out there, I think, a little bit more. It made me become a little bit more independent when it comes to, like, asking questions because, I mean, my parents can only do so much from, like, home. Like, whenever I had a situation come up, because their first language is Spanish and their English is not so good, I felt like I needed to start asking questions or, you know, when it came to meetings with parents and all that, I felt I needed to come in and do more for myself. Were you a a shy child? Um, I feel like I was, but like with family, I'm very comfortable, of course, but I think when making new friends, I was scared. Yeah. Yeah, Because, I mean, even till... Even right now, of course, I fear rejection, you know. So oh, yeah. as a middle schooler, there's so many kids that sometimes are mean or, you know, don't always, you don't always, they don't always end up the way you thought no. things would work out. So they always, some turn on you and then some become your good friends and mm-hmm. it's different. Yeah. Yeah, elementary, or I mean, uh, middle school is the time when people are trying to find themselves. I think so, too. Right? Yeah. And I so, think at that point. Mm-hmm, yeah. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to add on that I think at that point, um, you start seeing what you also like in general, mm-hmm. you know, of like maybe even becoming one day like, oh, I'm starting to develop a like for this or a specific subject in school. So I think that's when your mind gets rolling as well. Were there any hobbies that you started liking? Um, I think I've always been a fan of soccer. So because my parents um, basically work since the morning and up until like five or six, and of course this, the school ends at like three, you know, yeah. Um, I was always in after school programs, like growing up, like yeah. it was a, at middle school, it was called pulse after school program. So yeah. it was like a all year round I was in it. So 
I really like the activity that, that they did there, whether it was like starting off with homework or extra help. And then it got to like games and sports and things like that. So yeah. I think that's where I started liking. I remember Pulse, Pulse being a, uh, yeah, like you said, a program where they helped you out with your homework and all the stuff that you had to do and then took you outside and just made you uh, get some kind of exercise, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you were always playing soccer? Yeah. Yeah, ever since I was um, younger, I started playing soccer. I think because my dad also liked it. But I'm not going to lie, I actually stopped playing soccer probably like in eighth grade because my parent, my dad is a very, like he loves the sport uh-huh. and he loves being good at it. And so he was really hard on me growing up like about it. So it got to a point where I was like, I didn't want to even go to soccer because it was just too much of him either like putting pressure on me or like yelling at me, telling me that this was wrong. So I actually stopped playing it for like two, three years. And then I picked it back up in high school. Uh-huh. I used to like just play for fun. Yeah. And so now now I play soccer. Oh, you still play soccer to these days? Yeah. Like, yeah, to this day we have practice Tuesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I really like it. It's just something that clears my head, you know? Like when I when I play, I don't really think of anything else besides who I'm passing it to. So I think that's why I like it. Yeah. And you yeah, think you're pretty good? I think I'm pretty good, yes. <laughs> yeah. I like to pretend I'm really good. <laughs> yeah. Did you uh, have any uh, trouble with your academics when you were in middle school? Um, I think I've always been a lot better at math growing up. I think English, um, since it is my second language, I think I've always struggled in it. Uh-huh. And I say I struggle in it because I've always placed um, less than in math. So I feel like that's like it proves that I'm not as good as I am in math. Uh-huh. But um, I think that's one of the things that I struggled with growing up. Like English, I I didn't... comprehension and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah, it was like that. And I think a little bit of grammar, too, just because the only English I spoke was at school and with friends. Oh, yeah. So, you know, sometimes it's different when you speak to an adult as to where you speak with your friends. It's like, so I know it's just speaking with friends. So I think that's where I was not as good as others because at home it was just Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but luckily I never got, like, held back, so I always tried to ask questions when I got to, like, real things started getting, like, hard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so you promoted from middle school into high school. Mm-hmm. How did you like that? Um... Well, I didn't go to my, uh, I would say, my original school that I was supposed to go to. I was supposed to go to Redwood, which is a, you know, a local high school. But um, my parents just thought that, um, not that it wasn't a good school, just that she found a different school where it had a, um, a, a less ratio of student to, to teacher. Yes. 
So she actually enrolled me in this charter school. So unfortunately, we didn't have any sports. And I was really upset because um, everyone, all of my friends from middle school were going to go to, you know, the normal high school, I guess you can say, that you're supposed to go to. And I was just going to be sent to this school that I didn't know anyone, you know. So I think I was... I was upset at my parents for a while because at that point I was just like, you know, like, why are you doing this to me? Like, I always try my best in school. And they would explain to me that it was a better decision, you know, but at that point, all I cared about was going to school with friends. Yeah. So um, that was a little bit hard at the beginning, but um, I met some good, good people and good friends as well. Like the staff, I really liked them. And I, I was able to get a head start because it was a dual enrollment school. So we were able to take college courses as high school students. Nice. So, yeah. It just in the moment, it didn't feel I had the right decision. But later on, it kind of felt like it was. Well, because, you know, being in school, you kind of cherish the relationships you've built with people, right? And so you had to mm-hmm. break away from that. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I thought, oh, I'm never going to make friends again, you know? <laughs> like, I have to start all over. I felt like I was moving, I don't know, cities or something, but, yeah. And it was here in Visalia? Yeah, it was still here in Visalia. Okay. Yeah. And so you liked the staff that was there? Yeah, I really did. Um, it was really important to see that it was a less ratio from teacher to student. Uh-huh. So because of that, um, the the staff members, like whether it was the teacher or even the people in the office, they would like come to you whenever they started seeing that you were getting, you know, uh, your grades were dropping a little bit or you were going through a challenge, whether it was at school or at home. Yeah. I think they really... Uh, you know, paid attention and kept track of the students. So that helped a lot. Yeah. And I I experienced something in high school that was really hard for myself. So um, our school counselor, um, I, I gained a really strong relationship with her because I felt like she became more of a... Not that she wasn't a... Um, like a personal counselor, yeah. but she was there for more of an academic, but with time, uh, going into her office and speaking to her about certain things just um, was very helpful. Yeah. So I think it created a very good relationship. Yeah. And did she pass away or what was the hard um, time that you went through? No, it wasn't, it wasn't her at all. It was, um, um, it was something with a friend that uh, just, you know, it was it was just really hard. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just. Well, <clears throat> I'm sorry that you had to go through whatever you went through. And I can <laughs> see that it's uh, still kind of hard to talk about it. So we won't dive into that. But the rest of the time in high school, did you uh, 
did you uh, get good grades? Did you still build, keep going? How did that go? Um, I think it also went well. Um, I, for a while, I was, my grades dropped because of what happened. I just, uh, I don't know, it, it felt like a really big, like just a wall, just like shut me down kind of thing, yeah. you know? So it took a while for me to get like back on my feet. And so I think this happened like freshman year going into sophomore year so the rest of the year was like I was really trying to just pass my classes and stay focused but it was just like really hard to do anything you know but um I think after that I was able to get back on track and I didn't talk to my parents too much about what was going on or what I felt yeah like they knew of it but um I don't know my mom is just the kind of person that worries a lot so I try not to show my emotions too much to her because I don't want her worrying and when I see her worry you know it's just like it's really hard to see her get scared it adds to the situation Mm -hmm. yeah because she just starts I feel like her mind starts going and starts thinking of the worst and I I do get it I guess because I'm think I'm her daughter but you know it's just uh I kept a lot to myself, and I think that was the hardest part of it all. But um, Were you able to confide in any of the other counselors or anything? Um, yeah, I, I was actually kind of assigned uh, a school psychologist, but um, even then I... Well, I don't think I've ever said this. <laughs> I think I actually faked my mom's signature because I didn't want her knowing that I was seeing a psychologist. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I just did it and I signed the paper and I brought it back to school and I was just like, yeah, my mom signed it. <laughs> you know, like I got the signature. But, um, yeah, I don't think she, I don't know if she knows. I don't even remember if I mentioned it to her that I actually got to see one it it was somewhat helpful but um uh it just you know it didn't fix things of course but um yeah I think it helped me at least get through the end of the year did you did the any of the counselors or the psychologist or anybody give you any other resources to try to go through? Like, did they, I don't know, try to give you any uh, books to read or any anything? Um, I don't, I don't think so. Um, after the few months that I got to see that on-campus counselor, um. They encouraged me to go see, you know, a counselor off of school grounds, like yeah. a personal. But um, it was just something that I remember I was in tears one day and I just told my mom, I was like, I need to see a, a psychologist or someone. And I don't know if she just didn't hear me or or not, but uh she never like responded to me about it, you know? And so I, at that moment I was like 14, 15. I, I was just like, 
one, I didn't know even how to access it, I guess, on my own. Also, because I wasn't 18. Yeah. So I didn't know anything of, of that. So... I don't know. I was, I remember being mad at my mom for a while because I only said it once and once only. And I thought that would be enough for her to do something about it or have me, you know, see someone because I really needed to, but she didn't, we didn't do anything about it. And so I think that's why it was like, just stayed in my head. Well, yeah. Did you feel like it was kind of a old tradition or like a Mexican tradition where we just put our feelings away and just try to push forward or? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. Because a lot of the times, even now, my dad will sometimes mention things like, oh, like, why do why do people now need counselors or psychologists you know like you just kind of like you know he'll mention things like when I was little I started working since the age of four and all you had to think about was just work and work you know like you didn't have time to start worrying about your feelings you know or about just mental health you know he's more in life that yeah. like that doesn't exist or things like that you know but even then I I sometimes say things to him and I sometimes don't. I keep it to myself just because, like, I don't know, sometimes I don't want to start an argument. But I'm like, he's the kind of person that doesn't share feelings. Like, I can probably count the amount of times I hug my dad a year, Uh, which is probably about five or six, you know, when it comes to, like, Christmas, Father's Day, New Year, Thanksgiving, and probably my birthday, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, I I do get it. It's like the lack of knowledge that he has because he never finished school. So sometimes I feel like he may think that he's perfect. And even I would say that I would want him to see a psychologist, you know. I'd want him to be able to know that it's okay to talk about feelings because when I'm going through something, I'm almost like afraid to tell my parents yeah. You know, so I like sometimes I feel like my parents don't really know me. Yeah. So it's more like other friends or family members like know me better than my own parents. So I think that was the hardest thing in high school was like I started noticing things in between like my parents and just things. Yeah. 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 So and then sometimes my parents will. I think they don't want, like my parents will say that we shouldn't care what people think about us, but then I feel like their actions say otherwise when, for example, seeking help. For example, when I was like younger, like that was me asking for help. You know, if they didn't want people to know that I was seeing a psychologist, we could have like hid it from society if that was needed, you know? Yeah. Like I should have came first in that situation. I feel like I mean I would have put my child first. It's it's so, kinda kinda like uh shameful to be mm-hmm. to be vulnerable like that. Yeah. 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 I guess I don't know if it may have seemed like 
they failed as parents or something. But I mean, everyone needs help at some point in their life. I just, I don't think they've ever really received that help. So, but um, yeah, I mean, recently as now that I got older, I went to go see a psychologist on my own Yeah, because now I was aware of things that happened because, you know, and I could do things for myself now without having them there. Yeah. So, yeah, I was just, um, it's funny because at soccer, I have this, um, she's a mom and I also feel like she's my soccer mom and she always calls me her daughter. But um, I've honestly had really deep, long conversations with her that uh, I actually talked about what had happened in high school. Mm-hmm. And she just, um, she encouraged me to go see a counselor and to, you know, take that step. And so I did and I have. So it did help, I guess. Did you find that... Uh when you were trying to suppress some of those feelings that it was going to come back and bite you? Um, yeah, I think that it was always like a, an open chapter kind of thing in my life, you know, something that I never really um, got to close up, I guess. Yeah. You know, it was just always like linger, lingering around my head and I just... I felt guilt, you know, I felt, um, I don't know, probably every emotion I can think of and for a really long time. So I was always like just pushing it away. Like every time I would think of it, I'd be like, oh, like, it's okay. I'll get over it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I think uh, it just, you know, it comes and goes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, time time heals a lot. Yeah. I'm sure that uh, time does heal some, but I think uh, you being able to go out and talk about it and getting counseling or using whatever resource you have, I think that, that probably helped you out a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of keeping it all bottled up. Oh, yeah. I know. I think that's the worst one. Things just get too piled up, and then, and then for whatever situation, you just kind of explode. Yeah, it could be something simple, right? And you just, mm-hmm. It just lets go. Yeah. It's just like that last drop before everything spills, <laughs> whether it's like so little or, you know, something actually yeah. big. Mm-hmm. And so... <clears throat> You're like a senior in high school. Are you getting good grades? Do you have friends? How did that uh, go? Um, yeah, I think uh, so. At the end of freshman year, um, I did have a friend. Um, I mean, I just knew of her, and we talked here and there. And then sophomore year, I began to really become close friends with her. And I think uh, junior and senior year especially, we were best friends. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, even till now, we're, like, best friends. Oh, you still talk to her, hang out with her and stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. She's, like, 
she's like my, she is my best friend yeah tell her like everything and anything about me you know we just share because I think her parents are a little bit like mine so we get to talk about how we feel I would say yeah kind of unload yeah. on each other Mm-hmm. yeah I think sometimes uh, even if you just hear someone else going through the same thing as you it makes you feel like okay like things are okay you know like I'm not the only one that goes through this kind of thing yeah so, yeah doesn't feel as lonely and so you graduate high school mm-hmm. and then what did you do um, so growing up, uh, my parents always encouraged me to go to college, mm-hmm. um, right out of high school. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but once again, I wanted to fulfill, you know, my parents' dream or their, their wanting of me going to college. So I enrolled in community college and, um, I don't know. At the beginning, I was like, oh, you know, I'll just do business because it's so broad. I can change it later. You know, it's something that I'll eventually use. And I don't know. I started liking it and time just went by and it was time to, you know, I graduated from COS and it was time to apply for other universities. And so I did and I got into a few. And so the next semester... Um, I technically, uh, went to San Jose state, but it was online. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, because of COVID and then I took some time off because of COVID and I just worked. So, and so obviously you graduated before this pandemic hit Mm -hmm. and did you happen to like, did you ever go out with your friends and just like, I don't know, to a nightclub or just to go hang out with them before COVID happened? Um, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, my parents have always been like really strict on me. Mm-hmm. And I think um, some of it may come because I have an older brother who is 30, mm-hmm. 31 now. And... um I don't know. I think growing up, he didn't make the the best decision. So I feel like a lot of that kind of came back on me and my parents. And also because I was a girl, he was a boy. So, yeah, I was, my parents were really strict on letting me go out. Um, even now I'm 21 and they're like, you need to be home by a certain time. And, you know, and it's like, I go out with friends that I, I know I can trust or, you know, that, that I'm with. I don't just go out with strangers, but yeah. I don't know. They just, I, they don't seem to get that, I guess. Or Yeah, we just always have problems when it comes to, like, me being able to go out at a certain time or, you know. I just, the other day I actually asked my mom, I was like, I just don't know what you guys like want from me anymore. Like I seriously try my best, like in grades, I went to school, I'm going to school, like I work, I do everything you want me to do. And it just doesn't seem like it's enough, you know, Yeah. because of how they 
limit me, limit me, I guess I want to say. So it's just always been a battle growing up because my brother has just always had this freedom and just, you know, even with the mistakes that he's done, my parents just always seem to let to him, just get over it kind of thing, you know? Let him do like, whatever he wants. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I just, I don't know, I, I get mad sometimes and I, I don't want to complain to them because it'll just start something, but it gets overwhelming when you feel like you're really trying to do your best and it's just not enough. So then I start questioning, like, maybe I should just do whatever I want because at the end of the day, like, they'll forgive me just like they did to him, you know? But I don't feel like I'm that kind of person, so I don't do it. Like, I've never gotten in trouble. I've never gotten sent to the... Even in elementary school, middle school, I've never once got sent to the principal office. I've never gotten detention. I've never done... I don't know. Anything that I feel like would cause them to, you know feel a certain way about me or my decisions but yeah sometimes it gets hard here at home <laughs> have you ever had a boyfriend um well my parents hear this now <laughs> no um I actually have not nothing official because my parents because they're always like School comes first, finish what you have to do, then you can think of a relationship, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And even even growing up, they were, I feel like they put this fear of guys onto me because I was so afraid to be seen with even a guy friend by my parents. You know, I was, because I just felt like they were going to get me in complete trouble. I don't know. I was going to get taken my phone taken away or things like that you know because they were always like oh no boys are this boys are bad you cannot have sex before you get married and all this stuff that just now I'm it makes me afraid of commitment like I just don't think you know I can sometimes be in a relationship for a long time yeah because of the fact that I think I I always have them like their ideas over time, I feel like they've been drilled into my brain of not even thinking of being in a relationship or, you know, even getting to know that kind of thing. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, here and there, it's, of course, growing up, you know, you start getting feelings or, you know, for someone and things like that, but it's never been like, official because I'm always like afraid that they'll find out or you know I just I'm like no no like I can't I'm not allowed to date I I'm not allowed to do anything like you can't ask me that you know like I've always said no because you know I'm just scared that they'll but you did have guys try to become your boyfriend um I would I would say yeah relationships Mm. yeah but they just you know, it's something that I always pushed away because of my parents. And even with uh, these past couple years with COVID, it's made it that much harder, to, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Staying here, um, you know, at home, 
during COVID, I would we would just I would just go to the park. I have a park near my house, and um, that's where I would mostly just spend the afternoon because I was just trying to get out of my house. Trying to get some fresh air. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would try. And so, how does uh, I, I don't even know how to ask this? How do you, how does somebody your age go dating or find a date nowadays? Like I know with me when I when I was younger, it used to be totally different. Mm-hmm. And. Nowadays, it seems like the only way you can meet a new person or get, you know, find somebody interesting is online. Mm-hmm. Is that something you don't think about or? Um, I have like thought about it because I have friends that will do it. But um, I'm going to be completely honest. I have never in my life ever done dating apps <laughs> because I don't know I just once again the idea that my parents tell me that so many things can go wrong and bad you know they're like they always mention it they're like what is that how do people do that and all this stuff you know how dangerous that is and I'm like you're right I'm not gonna do it so I don't do it and it's like you know sometimes I think about it and I'm like what if I can meet someone and I'm like no 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 I can get like abducted or something and I'll never see my parents again so, <laughs> so yeah I don't know sometimes I also don't think that I have the confidence enough to like put myself out there you know yeah but I see all these people that tell me stories and some end good some end bad but I guess they're confident and comfortable in their own body and their mind so they do do that you know but I personally don't I try to work on myself as much as I can you know you, you mentally don't, and you don't feel like you're pretty enough um yeah mm. it's really hard to admit to that but especially to public <laughs> someone I don't know but yeah I do think of that sometimes like I feel like Sometimes I won't be good enough for someone, you know? And sometimes, um, you know, certain relationships, I'm not saying I get treated bad, but sometimes I have met people, whether a guy or girl, that have told me their feelings or or anything in general. And they seem so real and genuine that I just start thinking that I'm not good enough for them, you know? Like, they should go for someone that will care more about them or that, you know, isn't a bad person, I guess. You know? I don't know to explain that, but if if that makes sense. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, I don't know if... I deserve sometimes good or bad. Like, I try to think that I deserve good, but sometimes when things are going so well, I'm like, oh, like, it's going too well. Like, you know, like, I don't know if I should keep going. <laughs> Do you sabotage yourself sometimes? Um, kind of like... I think I'm... When you, when you feel like you're getting, like, 
even close or friendly with somebody, you start acting like, oh, no, I got to treat them bad because that's who I am or? Um, I feel like I probably have done that. Like I. Push people away. Yeah. When things start getting too, too good, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, like. Sometimes I feel like I'm too emotional when it comes to... And I get attached to someone quickly. So that's why I try to always, I guess, build, like, that wall, you know? Yeah. Because I'm afraid of getting hurt. But I also have to just be willing and open about certain things because I guess, like, one day, or I may not, or I may find, like, someone that I really, really love you know yeah but even then i'm like oh i don't know that'll ever happen (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) and so go ahead oh no no go ahead and so you are working right now Mm -hmm. and you're going to school uh, yes. Well, I will be starting my class uh, next month in July. Is your class going to be uh, online only or is it going to be in person? Uh, yes, it's going to be online. Okay. Because it's for San Jose State. I have a, oh. a year left and then I'll be able to graduate. <laughs> and you're still in uh, the same degree or what degree are you in? Yeah, I'm doing business and my emphasis is marketing. So that's where I'm currently at. How do you like that? Um, I do like it. I feel like um, when I did start business, it was more like I explained previously. It was more of a, oh, let me just pick something really quick, you know? Yeah. So. Um, but you stuck with it. I stuck. Yeah, I stuck with it, and I gotta say, I'm a. I like helping others a lot. You know, if I could, I will. Or if I can't, I will. So after a while, like probably last year, during, especially during COVID, I just being here at home, I was just overthinking over and over about the decisions I had made with school. And I was just like, I, I do like business, but I, I mean, I feel like it's something that I can love, but I don't current love. So... I wanted to become a nurse for a very, very long time, but I just felt that I didn't want to put a stop to my business degree because I was just like so close. I'm like a year away. I just, I felt like I would have to start all over again as to where if I finish one degree and, you know, jump into another one or set some time off to see if I really want to pursue that degree, then I will. Yeah. Because I just feel like um, I spoke to several um, nurses, actually, that um, either my mom has worked for or works for. And so I got to speak with them and just ask them questions. And they saw me that I they know me as a person. They saw me like, you know, growing up, my mom would bring me to her work. And so um, they knew that I was a very like hands on, but like helping person yeah you know so they were 
I just know that it's something that I would love to do because, and I, I had the idea that I would become a, um, a nurse, but for kids, so a pediatrician, yeah. pediatric nurse, because it's something that like, I love kids and if I can help them, you know, like I would love to do that, but it's just, um, it's something that I need some time to really start just because I'm finishing one degree first. Because you want to be able to complete the one. The business degree? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think about something other than nursing, like uh, counseling or, I don't know, guidance counselor or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I once thought about that, but uh, I spoke to my mom about it. And I was like, mom, like, I want to be, like, help towards others, you know, kids, maybe a school counselor psychologist but um she knows how I am and I guess how that situation was hard for me so she actually told me that I was too emotional to pursue a career like that yeah you know she said that um and I I do understand her her point of view you know she said that um I she didn't think that I was like I could divide my work from my home. She felt that I would bring my problems and all my, you know, everything that was going on at school and at work to my own home. Yeah. See, I think she felt that for me or my mental health, it wasn't the best decision. And I, I think that may have been true, you know, because I feel like, I mean, I empathize for people, you know, like I, I feel what, they have felt or I feel like I can relate to some of these kids you know so I know it would have been hard but I know I could have possibly done it but I'm like you know what maybe it wasn't the right path for me so it's okay but even as a nurse you see horrible things going on even Mm -hmm. to, to children yeah I think so too you know one way or another I'm still gonna have to find a way to, you know, I guess get it out of my mind in a way, you know. Or maybe just be able to learn how to how to deal with it, not get it out of your mind and not forget it. Obviously not. Uh-huh. But, of course. Um, just be able to find a way to deal with those emotions in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've heard people say that. Um, you know, I was in corrections for a long time, and so I've heard people say that uh, when they started doing uh, some kind of uh, uh, martial arts, that they were able to uh, use their training and control their their thoughts and their mind. And oh, wow. when you when you're able to uh, when you have a situation, you feel a panic attack or something going on, you can use your training in jujitsu or taekwondo or whatever discipline that you uh, start doing, uh, you can Mm -hmm. use that training towards calming your mind down. Yeah. And like, I I think with you, 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 you've been doing soccer and that's how you, you use soccer is to clear your mind. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And so even if you were to see horrible things right now, if you have something else, 
some kind of other training that you have, you could use both of them at the same time. Yeah, that's very true. I guess I didn't think of that too much. <laughs> yeah, I just have to, you know, learn ways to, you know, control those ideas and emotions. Yeah, but you're mm-hmm. still young. So, you, I mean, you still, uh, what do they say, uh, think from your heart and... <laughs> Right? Yeah. 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 So when does this stop about thinking with your heart? <laughs> At what age can I start thinking? With your brain? Myself? With my brain, yeah. <laughs> I think according to to Google, women's brain start stops developing by the age of twenty five. So I think I'll have a full brain by then. Uh, uh, we can start thinking. <laughs> and you know one of the things that I've been um seen a lot lately is that people do not want to have conflict in their lives right now Mm -hmm. I I know what you've been through is a horrible thing but that if you use that to become a better person then that conflict has actually brought a little bit of positivity, positivity to your life like mm-hmm. some of the you hear some of the people that were abused as children that they'll that they grow up and that's all they do now is they uh like they become psychologists to make sure that no other child gets or get the children have all the help that they can have you know what i mean yeah having conflict in your life does if you're able to uh go through that hurdle that you mm-hmm. um, you become a better person on the other side mm-hmm. and so uh, I see all these people like even with my kids I, I don't I want to shield them and make sure that they don't ever have any conflicts in their lives but <laughs> how, how are they going to grow as a person you know what I mean yeah. and that's, that's the only thing that you're going to do is uh, only time and experiences are going to let you get more control on your emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that one. I feel like we have to go through things ourselves. And I, I get it that our parents want us to, you know, never cry, never, never get a broken bone, you know, never fall. Like their, their hope is for our life to be perfect, you know? Yeah. And, I do see that from my parents, but it's just sometimes I feel like I'm so dependent to them yeah. that I I don't know how. Like when it comes to academics in school, I can be independent. Like I will go out of my way to just ask, like even when I first started applying for schools, I, I didn't even know like what the heck I was doing. I was like, nobody has ever been to college in my family. Like who do I ask? Like how do I apply? And, like, I remember one day I got a little bit, like, emotional in class because, you know, like, all these parents were, like, helping their kids, like, um, oh, my God, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, Yeah, just please, go ahead. Uh-huh, like, you know, get them through what they had to do. And um, when my parents, like, weren't there, like, it's not their fault that, 
they didn't know how to do that, you know? Yeah. It just, like, it felt like I was doing it, like, all by myself in high school. I think, I don't know, I just think high school is hard for me. It's, I felt like I, academically I had to grow a lot. And also as a person, because I had to reach out to specific people and school, like, you know, call schools. I felt like talking to a counselor to, from like a university was like the biggest deal. You know, yeah. I felt like I was like, oh, this is so scary. Like, how am I going to call another school and, you know, act like a parent and be like, oh, my daughter needs this and that when it was like just me, you know, the student. <laughs> so I think that was like a little bit hard, too. But um yeah, back to my parents. Um, even my cousin tells me sometimes that I have like such helicopter parents. <laughs> like she gets, she's thirty, and um, this past year, I have her and I have gotten really, really close. You yeah. know, yeah. And she, I think my parents feel comfortable letting me out when I go with her because she's already a mom. You know, she's married, she has a husband. I was going to say a wife. <laughs> she is a wife. Um, but yeah, you know, I guess her life is settled. And my mom, my parents are okay with me going out with her because it's like, oh, she's, she, you know, she's nothing crazy. She's already mom has her own kids. She's but, a good influence on her. Yeah. And so um, she tells me all the time, like I share with her how I feel. And she always tells me that my parents just need to like, let me grow like up a little bit, you know, like I get it. I'll always be their daughter, their little girl, but it's just, it's really hard. Like, I don't even know how to be alone sometimes. Like I come home from work and if they're not here, like, I don't know what to do. Like I rather go somewhere and be with someone, whether they're just a friend, a cousin, anyone, because I don't even know how to do things on my own sometimes. So I don't know. I just, I feel like they've just made me so dependent off of them that I've never really been able to grow. And uh, last semester, I actually went to San Jose State, like on campus living. Mm -hmm. And so it was like (laughs) supposed to be the best experience of your life. But uh, it was the most hardest semester of my life. Like going at the end of the day, like, you know, I would go to classes. It was fun for, like, a week. After a week, because I was like, oh, my God, like, all this freedom. Like, I don't even know what to do with it, you know? Like, I don't have to ask my parents to go see a friend or things like that. But um, after a week, things got so hard. Like, you know, I was coming home. Home, what I consider home, was the, you know, the dorms. And... um I was coming home to strangers, to people that I didn't even trust. Like, they were my roommates, but I didn't know that, you know, when we would go out that they were just going to leave me laying somewhere, you know? It's just like you don't know at that point. You need time to build trust between friends and things like that. So it was just really hard because I didn't see my parents, and I just didn't know what to do with my life, like... I got just good in school. I passed my classes, but it was just really hard, like, emotionally and mentally. Like, I would come home and see my parents, like, almost every other weekend, but it, sometimes it just felt like it wasn't enough. I felt like 
I needed them there because I wasn't, I was, I've never like not had them next to me, yeah. you know? So it just felt like, I don't know. I just, I was having a really hard time being away. So you lasted the whole semester. Yeah. And yeah. did, um, did the, that feeling, did it subside or did it just throw out, even on the last day of that semester, you still felt the same way? Um, so there was a, an incident that happened at the beginning of the semester as well. And um, I mean, I can share it, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think... I, mean, I don't know. People also don't know this. <laughs> but um, I've, because my parents' rules and everything that they've had on me, I, I'm 21 and I don't really like drink, you know, like how others do or when they start doing it at like a young age. Yeah. So I was never drinking. I was never getting high, getting all these drugs, anything. Like, yeah, it was around me. It was offered to me all the time. You know, it was just something that's just there growing up. But it was always, like, my decision to say no to it, to yeah. not fall into the temptation, I guess, of doing it because I was so afraid that my parents would be disappointed or that, you know, I could probably get addicted to it and my life would just... Fall apart. You know, fall apart, yeah. So I, I didn't... I never had, but, um, I remember that at San Jose, um, one of the nights, um, my roommates and I just kind of, we didn't meet up with some guys, but, uh, we just kind of like met them out in the, you know, quad or whatever we were playing volleyball, I think. And they just wanted to jump in. So, so they did. And uh, after a while, they offered, like, if we wanted to go to their dorms and just hang out. So um, we did. And I don't remember everything exactly, but uh, I remember that. Were you I was drinking? Getting, yeah. Mm. I remember that um, I got so upset because I started remembering, like, all this stuff about my parents and how I've always felt like a shadow in each, like of my brother kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I felt that I've never been like my person. I've always been like, well, I'm not, I'm like, my parents are not going to let me do something because we already know what could have happened, which is what my brothers happened or whatever. So I don't know what got into me that night that I just started taking stuff that I had never taken and um, it was probably the worst experience of my life because you I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. I, it was something that I had never done. And to just do it all at once, it caused me um, like a panic attack. Yeah. And I didn't, I learned that later on. Um, yeah, I just, I felt so out of it that it lasted for a couple of days and um i was so scared that i actually drove myself because i had a, my car already so i drove myself to the emergency room because of how bad i felt yeah and um 
uh, yeah, I mean, the nurse there checked vitals and everything, and it was like, she was like, okay, well, it's out of your system, nothing that we found. We didn't find anything, like, physically. She's, And then I explained to her how I felt, and she just kind of explained to me that I had, you know, had been having panic attacks, which is something that myself, I was always like, oh, panic attacks don't exist, you know, like, what are those? And so when I got to experience them, it was like, they truly feel like you're dying inside. Because, um, so I, I ended up getting, um, like, uh, anxiety pills for a while. Yeah. And, um, but it was the most, like, horrible thing. I don't know if you've ever had a panic attack, but it's probably the worst. Like, I would be in the living room with my roommates, and I'd, out of nowhere, like, I couldn't, like, breathe anymore. You know, it was, like, such a struggle to breathe. And I would I would stand up, like, crying because I felt like someone was just, like, grabbing my throat. And I, I, I was just going to, like, pass out. You know, I couldn't breathe. Like, I genuinely felt like I was dying. And so those panic attacks lasted about a month and a half. Just, like, whenever in class or at the dorm or you know, outside, wherever they happened, like it just happened. And so I tried to like, um, yeah, without, or sometimes with. So after that night, I honestly stopped going out. That was the very last time I ever went out with my roommates. Um, So those, those were roommates that were in my own room, but I had two other roommates that were very calm. They were always, you know, just chilling. And so, after that night, I was like, I talked to them and I was like, hey, like, do you guys mind if I hang out with you guys? Because I just, you know, this happened. And uh, they were very, like, nice about it. And um, so I ended up, the, the semester, I ended up, like, just being with them. Yeah. And we were more just, you know, do what I should have done in the first place, which was go study whenever we had an exam, you know, stay focused in school. Yeah, we had fun. We would go get like yogurt or, you know, do fun activities, but it was always like the more safe ones, you know, the safe activities. And that was basically me growing up. But I don't know, just something got into me that day that, you know, I I don't really have um, hepatic attacks anymore. It was, they just kind of went away, but while they lasted, they were really bad. And that was when I started actually seeing the counselor Yeah. here in Visalia. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, everybody goes through that point in their life where they kind of want to let go and just experience everything. Mm-hmm. And so... I mean, that, that happening to you is, uh, I don't think it's uh, a good thing, but mm-hmm. it's kind of brought a little perspective to your life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that it just kind of reminded me of the real person I am, that I'm not that kind of person. And I should have stuck with my own, you know, my safe, safe zone. self I guess you can say because I've always been that kind of person that I'm always like "Mm, I'd rather be safe than sorry or I'd rather 
not do this because it's too risky. And, you know, I guess people always say that it's good to take risks and things like that, but I should have been, you know, aware that that was a different kind of risk. Yes. It was more like with my health. It was in like academic or even about my life, you know, about, oh, going on an adventure. Like, that's different. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I guess you can say I learned my lesson. <laughs> I'm it's just not who I am. But. There's uh, certain types of, uh, I don't know if the, you did this or not, but I, I know that there's certain types of, uh, like, cannabis. Uh, mm -hmm. If you do cannabis for the first time, that it makes you paranoid and kind of gives you that panic attack. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and there's other other types of stuff, like even alcohol too. Like it, it's not good for everybody. So, yeah, you could have had all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah, I mean, I, I can now share what I had, but. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I guess you can say to others that it was nothing because some people are like, oh, like, that's all you took, you know, because people are used to it. Their body is already used to that stuff. And I'm over here like, dude, I don't even know what this is. And I still took it like that was the scariest shit I've ever probably done yeah. in my life. You know, it's like especially with you're panicking and you it's people you don't trust. Yeah. It's that was really scary. But um Yeah, I just, uh, yes, I just started drinking and smoking and uh, I took edibles. I think that's what hit me. The just, edibles is really it, bad. It's a different uh, type of high. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I don't know what I was thinking. I was clearly not thinking. I took everything all at once and I was just like, I don't know. I think this, I got into my head, you know, about, I guess family stuff and I wanted to forget <laughs> just made things a whole lot worse. Yes. Yeah. But never again till this day. Never again. So you are planning to go back and you want to finish up your degree. Do you plan on doing any kind of uh, in-person learning or do you like the online thing? Um, well, I was actually trying to stay home here at, you know, in Visalia and try to do online. But uh, my classes, um, some of them got moved to in-person. Yeah. So now it's like I have to go to San Jose in August. So I'm, uh, I'm actually moving there uh, again. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Are you excited to go back? Um, honestly, it's, it's more of a, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. The good thing is that this time around I'm moving in with family. Uh -huh. So I feel like coming home to them will definitely help me a lot when it comes to like emotionally, you yeah. know, like yeah. I won't feel like I don't know anyone. I won't feel alone because I have my little cousins or my aunts and uncles and things like that. So I think that I'm a very big family person. Yeah. Like I love family. I, I love being with people. So that's awesome. Yeah. I think that will, that will help a lot. That's good. 
Yeah. And then eventually you want to have a family and do all that stuff. Um, yeah, maybe one day. <laughs> yeah, I think about life and I'm like, you know what? I don't think I want to have any kids come into this ugly world. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's a tough question. I think when I was younger, I really wanted kids. But then growing up, I was like, hmm. Maybe, you know, that's not the best decision. I could just be the cool aunt forever. <laughs> For the rest of my life, I have a little nephew, so. Uh, it's different then, but having your own kids is something completely different than having, you know, your ne nieces and nephews and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't, you know, make a decision for them, you know, because their mom is comes first or... I, uh, I, I would say it's something different than that. I know you you say you're a big family person and stuff like that, but the type of feeling that you get when you see your child for the first time and then when you keep holding them for the rest of your life is is totally different than holding your nieces and nephews. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I think... Uh, from what you've told me so far, I think that you would be an awesome mom. <laughs> Thank you. All righty. So do you have any words of wisdom for the people that are coming up right now, graduating high school, going into college? Um... I think I would say to really, like, stay true to yourself because only you know who you really are. And um, honestly, things will get hard. They will. But not giving up is, is your best friend. Like, just know that things will get better and you need to get to that finish line. You know, you need to finish your degree because that's what you have worked for, you know, all these years. And it's only for yourself. The degree is not for your parents. It's not for anyone else but yourself. So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. All righty. Well, thank you for this. Of course. And uh, we'll talk again soon, hopefully. Yes. I'm willing to do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for now. I want to be clear on something. No one person grows up the same. Everyone has their own opinion and how they come up with it. That's why I started this, so that I can understand you and your guide to your path. If we all have different strengths, then maybe, just maybe, we can learn from each other.